All right, so this is another episode of Work in Progress. I'm gonna be looking up here a little bit because my phone's up here. But uh, today I have, I'm honored to have Techmaster on. He has been working for, what is it, eight years? Eight years, yeah. <laughs> eight years making a as close to the original as he can an Iron Man suit and various other little superhero projects too, right? Um, a, a few, mostly, mostly Iron Man. Yeah. The main focus is the Iron Man suit. It's pretty awesome. I myself, actually, for years, when I was like seven or eight years old, my dream was to build an Iron Man suit. I was like, dude, I love Iron Man. I'm going to build myself an <laughs> Iron Man suit. And I had little like drawings done. And it was like powered <laughs> yeah. by double A batteries because when you're eight, everything is powered by double A's. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I loved I loved the idea of it. And it's, it's super cool to find somebody who is actually going ahead and putting forward the money, the effort, and the time to put it together. So I guess my first question for you is what made you decide to start doing this? What was like the, the thing where it goes, you know what, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna start working on this. So, uh, you know, I actually was kind of late to the party in the sense that, you know, Iron Man came out in 2008 and I actually got into it in 2012, which is when the first Avengers movie came out. Uh, so I, it was interesting because, you know, there was all this hype for already like four years and I was just like, wait a minute, this Marvel exists? Because, you know, for most of my life I was actually interested in Star Wars and I still am to this day. Um, but when I found out about Iron Man, I was like, holy crud, like this guy's a robotic suit, you know, he's a billionaire. He, you know, he, just, he was just like the, the model person, you know? So I just, uh, after seeing that movie and like just the power of the suit and you know all of its mechanics because i've always been into you know robotics and all that uh for most of my life and actually probably since i was four years old um i've been building stuff but just seeing that was just like such a masterpiece of engineering and i like oh my god it just blew me away like it just so i after i got the first iron man i got iron man 2 and then i saw avengers and then when Iron Man 3 came out, I saw that opening theaters, so that was just, yeah, ever since then, I've, I've just been completely hooked, so. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's definitely interesting to see, like, you know, something that 100 years ago, or maybe not 100 years ago, but like 80 years ago, was this imagination, like, fantasy thing by Stan Lee, and now you're making it a reality. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive, man. Um, how, what have you accomplished so far? Like what has been the main milestones that you've reached so far? So, um, I think number one actually goes back to, uh, 2015. I actually met Stan Lee, uh, at Boston Comic-Con in 2015, which I think was one of the last ones he went to before he passed. And, uh, ever since like, you know, I saw Iron Man, you know, and I obviously knew Stan Lee was, you know, part of the creator of Iron Man and all that. And I always wanted to meet him, you know, wearing my Iron Man, my arc reactor, or my suit, or one of the two. And I actually met him wearing my arc reactor. Um, I actually have a picture of it in the basement. But, um, yeah, so that was that was goal number one. <laughs> um, and then goal number two, I think, was making uh, making my arc reactor. The arc reactor, actually, I'd say the arc reactor is probably goal number one. That was the first thing I made. I actually have my first one uh, right here. It's made of... Let's see, hot glue, twine, and a tap light, and popsicle sticks. But, uh, yeah, that was that was number one. And, you know, after I made that, I've actually made 33 of these. Um, they all run wow. off of batteries, but, like, they've evolved so much over the years. So, like, I have another one which I uh, hand-cut all the LEDs and wired and soldered together. 
Um, and that's been a huge part. That's like obviously the arc reactor is the core of the suit. So like to me, you know, the arc reactor, like whichever one you have at the time or whichever one I made, you know, I'd kind of make the suit kind of off of that. Um, but the, the arc reactor was uh, really a huge goal of mine. Um, if I had like, if I could go back in time and tell myself that I would have 33 of these by now, I, I would not, <laughs> I would not believe it. Like, I mean, there's, there's so much stuff that, um, if I could just go back and tell myself that I've achieved, I'd be like, have a how, you know? Um, another huge milestone and a goal of mine was the virtual site implemented in the, uh, the helmet. And I did that actually three years ago in 2017 for my senior project in high school. And, uh, I actually wore it to school. Um, so that was awesome. Cause I was just walking around. I actually had some teachers yell at me cause they're like, you know, eh, take that off, you know? Like, you can't see him. Like, ah, oh, yes, I can. You know? Um, yeah. So that was another huge goal. Um, and yeah, really just learning to fabricate and cut my own metal and, you know, program boards to actually have robotic panels open up so I can walk into it. That was actually, um, it was like planned out two years ago, like one and a half, two years ago, but I mainly implemented it this year. So that's been, a, that's been this year's, uh, huge milestone for the suit. So. So you got, you got your 33 arc reactors, you got, you got your virtual site helmet, and then you got this, these robotics where it allows you to step into the suit, a lot like in the movie where he's got all the robots coming in and putting the suit together on him. Yep, um, that's right. So getting a little bit into the technical side of things, how does the virtual site thing work? So um, I actually made my own display system uh, three years ago to go into the helmet. I actually bought my own cameras. Uh, my own specialized screens that I actually had to, you know, angle them a certain way and uh, buy specific lenses so I could actually see into, you know, into the screens so my eyes could actually focus on it. Um, mm -hmm. And that was, that was very, very tricky. That took me, I think, about uh, at least, I think, five days to a week to just get everything calibrated correctly because... Um, I designed it a certain way so there were like two to three cameras and they'd all connect to like two to three screens so every single one had to be perfectly aligned so the picture kind of, you know, um, made kind of this kind of this widescreen view. Mm -hmm. um, but again, like it was right up to your face so that was actually, that was quite a challenge, you know. Um, and actually before that I bought like a little, um, a little video system that, you know, like a little... Uh, kind of video theater system that you wear, you know, video goggles. And I just wasn't really impressed with them. They just kind of made the the image go, like, super far out. So I was like, you know, I can't really... It, it wasn't very uh, uh, submersive, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't feel like I was, like, in the picture. I felt like I was watching myself, you know? Right. Um, so I had to definitely redesign that. Um, so, but I, I haven't really done a lot with that since then. I've been actually more working on the robotic side of the suit since then, so. So, but virtual site means you can probably do stuff like the, the heads-up display where you have, you can add things to the image that you're projecting. Yeah, so um, I have been working a lot with programming boards and, uh, you know, that has been a huge learning curve for me because I didn't really, I did computer coding in high school, but I wasn't really good at it. I actually took like three different classes for it and I just did not do well at all. I, I just, I didn't do well. You know, I think it was mostly the way they structured it. It wasn't really kind of what I, like I remember learning like scratch and stuff and it just wasn't really, it wasn't like the programming that I know, you know? So 
Mm-hmm. Or at least it wasn't the programming that I could implement into my suit that would, you know, make things move and all that. So I've had to teach a lot of it to myself, which has been very, very time consuming. Um, you know, computer coding isn't necessarily the easiest thing to learn because, you know, obviously there's several different languages and, you know, you need to know math to some extent. Um, a lot of it's problem solving and debugging. So uh, mm-hmm. that's been a, a huge time consumer <laughs> for the suit. So, um, I, I heard you mention Scratch, and I used to use Scratch for a while when I was younger, and is it just me, and I know this is a tiny bit off topic, but is it just me, or does it seem like no matter how perfect you made the code, there was always bugs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always, you know, typically, if you're, especially if you're new to it, there's always going to be something wrong, one way or another, and it may not right. make any sense... That's just how they work, and you know, again, that's what the time goes in because you know you have to figure it out, you know, day by day, and just kind of eliminate all the problems and all the factors. It's just it, it's it's a lot of uh, it's just a lot of time, and you know, you can't rush it. You know, you just you you just can't because mm-hmm. um, as you go through it, you start to see patterns with the code as well, and you you do start to get it after a while. After I'd say lots and lots of repetition is when you really start to actually learn the code. So. Because mm-hmm. I had started with it with like the little games, like the little mini, like the first thing they always teach you is like Flappy Bird, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I would also see people who were making like whole operating systems on Scratch. <laughs> and I was just like, I want to do that. <laughs> and so I would take them and I would do the thing where you can copy it and then edit it the way you want and make it's almost like the duetting or not duetting. Um, but yeah, you could just take it and like edit it and make it whatever you wanted. Um, remix it or whatever and I would do that and I would always mess something up and something would go wrong <laughs> but it definitely it planted the seeds for me for like doing programming later later on does your scratch knowledge still come in handy today um not not really uh you know I, I use python and and c mostly those are the two programming languages that I use um and a lot of that you know is uh implemented into the Arduino IDE system um and that's pretty much what I use for a lot of the suit. Uh, I have several different programming boards. I have the Pies. I have the Arduino boards. Um, I have another one. I forget the name of it. Um, but uh, they're all kind of different in their own way. You know, like Arduinos are more of like, you know, okay, you want to program a motor to do like one certain thing. Whereas like a Raspberry Pi, like, you know, oh, you want to connect to like five Arduinos? Okay, you know. Um, so... There's like several different things that you have to, you know, so I'm trying to master Arduino um, so then I can, you know, kind of graduate to Raspberry Pi and so forth, so. Yeah, Raspberry Pi is surprisingly powerful for how small and cheap it is. Like, my brother uses it for, like, game emulation and stuff, and he knows more about it than I do. He does all, like, runs all the updates and stuff, and it's insane how complicated it gets. Yeah, uh, Raspberry Pis are, are uh, extremely powerful. I don't know what generation that now. I, I don't know if it's the four, or like the six. I don't know. I feel like it's an even number, but uh, yeah, they're they're absolutely crazy. Um, and now they have companies that are like kind of competing for the most powerful programming board. Um, mm-hmm. Like I know Nvidia and Raspberry Pi are both kind of competing. Um, Elegoo is kind of like the ripoff version of Arduino, but I always buy Arduino because you know. I don't like to buy the ripoff. I, I don't know. I, I bought Elegoo once, and the board short-circuited within, like, an hour. And oh, I gosh. was just like, why? <laughs> so, 
I never never do that again. Um, I always buy like the original brand, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it, the Arduino's worked great for my suit so far. You know, I've uh, programmed missile launchers, my helmets. I've programmed several lights, motors. I mean, it really works all around, which is awesome. So it definitely gets the job done. So uh, let's say twenty years down the line. What are your what's your goals? What are your what's your vision for the future? For the future of the suit? Oof. Um definitely flight. That is probably <laughs> one of my most asked questions is, you know, can it fly? You know, as of right now, obviously no, it, it can't fly. Unless I just jump off the roof. But uh <laughs> I do at some point would I would love to implement some kind of propulsion system of some sort, you know, whether mm -hmm. it be a gas turbine or some other kind of system, uh, I, I would, I'd love to do that. That's eventually, and I think that's a goal for everybody's Iron Man suit, you know, unless they yeah. just want to kind of keep it for cosplay, which, um, a lot of people do actually get confused, you know, like, you know, oh, that doesn't really look like Iron Man, but, uh, my suits aren't really for cosplay. They're more for actual functionality, like, you know, as you see mm -hmm. in Iron Man. So that's why a lot of my stuff is kind of designed differently. It's to kind of accommodate the, uh, the robotics and all that but um yeah definitely the flight um more augmented reality and uh submersiveness with the helmet that's kind of a thing that the helmet is lacking right now is like a really really good uh, you know visual system so i mean it, it's okay but it could definitely get better and i feel like through the years technology you know as you i'm sure you know will upgrade and you know more parts will be available, and I'll be able to definitely upgrade it. Um, but yeah, it in in twenty years, this thing should be able to fly, and I should be able to literally walk in and out of it with ease. Um, <laughs> which I mean, I'm almost doing now. So I'm, you know, right. And I didn't think I would get to that for at least another ten years, or at least till I was like thirty. But you know, I'm twenty one, and I'm already doing it. So that's that's great. Um, so yeah, I'm I've kind of surprised myself with like all the things that I've actually ended up accomplishing in the last eight years. Like I've just, some of the stuff I didn't think I'd do for like 20 years. Like it's just crazy. I mean, if you put in the time with something you like to do, you just learn like so much. I mean, it's like wild. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. So this is like something you're doing full time. This is just, you, you get up, you eat breakfast, you go to the shop and you start working. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not, like, working my job, then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in here all, mostly all day, and obviously I'll, you know, go to take my dog out or, you know, take a walk, but, uh, yeah, I'm in here pretty much, all, I actually just moved, I used to be in the basement, but now I renovated the garage, so, um, I hung a bunch of fluorescent lights and, uh, put all my stuff up, you know, brought Octo up, my computer, and my desk, so, I've, I've, have a nice bigger shop now which is great because it allows me to build you know on a, kind of a bigger scale um like in my basement i could only hold one suit where in here i could easily hold like five so right um so that's great so have you considered maybe down the line working with other people who are working on similar projects um to kind of maybe achieve some of your more advanced goals like the flight yeah so um another question i get on tiktok and I think sometimes Instagram as well as, you know, would I ever do a collab? Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of tricky. That's kind of a tricky question for me, just only because I have, like, a certain vision for my suit. Um, right. And it's kind of more of a personal quest to get it done, you know? Like, mm -hmm. 
I, I like working with other people. I actually started a robotics club at my school in 2015, which went actually really well. But, like, I like working with people, but this project, it's, it's just kind of more of, like, something I like to do alone, you know? Um, I just, I don't know. I've had some people help me out with, like, the programming stuff before and all that, um, you know. But uh, I, I'm not quite sure. That'll, that'll definitely take some time. Um, I guess it really depends on if somebody is on, like, the same kind of level, you know, as I am, or at least has, like, the same kind of goal. Um, you know, I know that Hacksmith has done kind of flight stuff before. Um, you know, he, uh, I think, actually went to Gravity Inc. to put the jetpack in his, uh, with his helmet on and all that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That'll definitely take some time, for sure, for, for me to mm -hmm. kind of think about. <laughs> so, Because I know that there are companies like, you know, you said Gravity Inc., and then I, I also follow another one called Take On Gravity, and they have, like, working jetpacks. They don't maybe shoot 50 feet in the air, but they still work. And so it's like that that very, very, there's a very good chance that, like, just in a few years, they'll have more advanced systems where they're much smaller, they can carry more weight, they're more powerful, and then, you know, they might be able to start doing stuff similar to what you're doing. Um, yeah, but maybe you'll have that technology as well. So yeah, I actually that's that's actually something I didn't think about. Um, you know, is the fact that obviously they'll upgrade over time and make their stuff more compact. Um, so then, yeah, I mean, in that sense, like if they, um, you know, if they also wanted to collaborate with someone who did kind of more the mechanical side of the suit and all that, like yeah, like that'd mm -hmm. be that'd be great. Um, you know, I'm really really shooting for kind of a compact flight system other than like you know a jetpack or like you know massive engines <laughs> like just off my legs <laughs> i just i i think that would kind of take away from the suit as a whole it would kind of make it i don't know just seem kind of uh gargantuous but you know if they or if anyone really made some kind of compact flight system then yeah i'd, I'd love to collaborate and um mm -hmm. uh, work on kind of a hybrid of those of those two things for sure so so who has been your biggest supporter who or what has been been your biggest support uh through all of these eight years of work oh um my biggest support well i have several um i gotta say my two best friends or actually really all my best friends uh sam alex brandon uh marco tony and my girlfriend jessica um they've really all just been like amazing with my suit like if i need help like recording a video you know they'll come on over or, you know if i need to I don't know, have somebody help me, like, hold... They've just, they've just been great. And they've never really given up on me, you know? They've never really, like, been kind of negative about, like, my suit. or been like, you know, oh, it's never going to work, or, you know, it's never going to... You know, you're never going to finish it. Like, they've always just been there, like, the whole time. Mm -hmm. And these are people I've all known for, you know, over almost a decade now. So, um, yeah, definitely my, my close friend group has been uh, a huge supporter for me for really the whole journey so awesome that's awesome so i know that recently you also you also started and i don't know if you finished it yet um your mark one project where it's doing your best to make a suit entirely out of just the scraps you have lying around that you're not using um did you were you able to finish that 
Yeah. Or is that still a work in progress? So I am still working on that. Um, I actually kind of restructured the challenge a little bit. Um, so originally I said that I was going to do it in just three days. Well, I'm actually still aiming for that three-day goal, except it's not three days all in a row. It's 72 mm-hmm. hours total now. Um, oh. Only because, you know, I just got a job so that's drastically thrown off my schedule for building right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I'm kind of going into full time, especially with, you know, the whole virus thing going on. Everybody's at Lowe's. They need help. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely thrown off my time. It was like the Mark 1 challenge and my job collided at a perfect point in time. So, wow. like, literally, like, day two, like, I was on my first day. And, it was, yeah, it was just kind of like a mess. <laughs> so I've, I had to, to kind of, you know, stop in my tracks and rethink it. And be like, okay, you know, how could I still do the three days and, you know, keep up kind of like, kind of like what I said originally. So I actually been recording all my progress on my computer. Um, I haven't tallied up how many hours I have total, but I know it's at least like 30. Um, <laughs> so yeah, roughly 30 hours total, I think on the suit. Um, there are some stuff that I have to redesign, um, but it's going pretty good so far. Uh, if you do want to know the weapon systems for this suit, I can share that as well. Okay. Yeah, sure. So I was thinking about doing... I had actually a lot of people vote on whether I should do one or two flamethrowers. I'm probably going to do one for now. Um, only because the other side of the arm is going to be the rocket launcher and the saw. Um, and the saw will kind of allow me to, like, you know, cut through trees or kind of cut through obstacles or, like, doors or something. So that'll be cool. And then the rocket launcher will also be awesome. Uh, that'll be probably shoot like, well, let's see, uh, I'd say like 50 or 60 feet that'll shoot, which is pretty good. And then the mm-hmm. flamethrower will also be, a, that'll probably be the biggest weapon of the suit in general. Right. Um, so that kind of needs one arm all to itself, which is why I didn't really want to do, I mean, I, I wanted to do two, but fitting everything on two arms was kind of a challenge so I'm just gonna do one arm for now and maybe add it on later but um, I actually mm-hmm. finished the helmet the helmets all done which is awesome that's all made out of metal um, you know I custom cut it and bent it myself so that's that was really cool it's always that's actually been one thing I've always wanted to make is a mark one helmet so it, it does look pretty cool from what I've seen so far it does look it does look pretty cool it was a pain to make so <laughs> Flamethrower, that sounds sounds rough, though, because I've seen other people like, oh, yeah, this is this is why you can't make a flamethrower right now. It just doesn't work. We don't have the science or whatever. So what's what's going to be your approach to that? Um. Well, there have actually been a flame. We've had flamethrowers since, like, the mid-20th century. So, hmm. I mean, we've had them since, like, what, I think World War II or before that. Uh, we, I mean, we've had uh, them for a long time. And they've developed a lot since then. You know, now, you know, back then you used to have, like, you know, three massive tanks on your back. Um, right. Now, you know, you can just use a canister of gas, you know. And um, there are more kind of, I would say, uh, efficient ways to make them now, which is kind of what I want to do instead of just, you know, flame and gas, you know. Because um, I want to try to recreate the, uh, the length of the flame in uh as seen as in uh the first iron man movie because like it went so far down i'm trying to recreate that so i definitely have to have like an efficient system to do that so this is gonna sound like maybe a strange question but it might not be uh hypothetically 
let's say somebody like Elon Musk, he's like at his next presentation where he's presenting his new car, he's like, also guys, for 10 years we've been working on this replication of the Iron Man suit and it's complete. It flies, it shoots, you know, the repulsor rays, it does all this stuff. What would you? What would be your response to that? Would you just keep going with what you're working on right now, or would you go? Mm, maybe I'll just buy that. So that'd be a little bit of a bummer, <laughs> right <laughs> off the bat. Um, I think my worst fear um, of all time, I think, is somebody doing the entire suit because I mean, this has been like practically a life goal of mine. I mean, this has almost been a decade of time dedicated to this one goal. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd be, I'd be a little, like, kind of disappointed. I'd be like, crud, you know. It wouldn't, it does it wouldn't surprise me, because obviously, you know, they have so much money, and there are actually many billionaires who could definitely do it, I feel. Um, but as, like, a kind of small town guy, you know, like, I'd love to just kind of do it with the stuff that I have. Um, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I'd I'd be like disappointed, but at the same time, you have to consider the amount of supplies and resources that like you have at a like at a certain point in time. Like I'm not rich; I don't have you know just thousands of dollars to put towards this thing. You know, I'm I'm working with what I got. You know, so um, there is kind of a level of satisfaction I feel like you know even if somebody did do that, you know, you have to consider they have so many more resources and so much more money. You know. Mm Um, and the fact that I can make anything even somewhat close to that with what I have now is, is still actually quite reassuring. So it's really impressive. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd still be, I'd still be happy with where I'm at, to be honest. It'd be like a little disappointing, but at the end of the day, I'd, I'd still be happy. So yeah. Well, cool. Cause you know, like you said, these people, they have, they have all the money in the world, you know, if they wanted to, it would be easy, but for you, it's a, it's a bigger challenge. It's, you know, probably a lot more rewarding to build from what you just from what you have. And obviously, you've raised support over time from, you know, your followers on on different social media platforms trying to get monetary support that way, too. So, um, you know, I've tried YouTube in the past, and it hasn't really worked out that well. Like I, I didn't really get a lot of views at all. Um, so mm-hmm. I just kind of kept this all to myself for eight years and now you know i my friends convinced me to do tiktok i was very skeptical of it at first you know the app itself is um you know there's a lot of good and bad that goes along with it as well as many other apps but um i gave it a shot and you know i actually did really well i gained a hundred thousand followers in less than a month so you know i consider that a humongous accomplishment um you know, that's obviously added to a lot of traffic. You know, it's helped out my Instagram. It's helped out my YouTube. So, um, yeah, I definitely have no regrets about it. It's It's <laughs> been quite a journey, to be honest. So I'm just curious to see, you know, how it grows in the next year, you know, because obviously right. I'm going to do tons more videos. It's going to be so much more content. Um, you know, I try to keep Instagram for, you know, small clips and pictures, YouTube for, like, kind of full quality, full, you know, 10 minute videos. Um, after the Mark one is done, actually, I'm going to be making a video of my friends shooting at it with airsoft guns. That's would be super awesome. Um, you know, bullets just kind of ricocheting off the metal. Um, but yeah, so, and then TikTok is kind of for more, you know, little clips get to, get to use the music that I want to use. Cause you know, the music I feel really does make like half the video. 
Um, right. There have been so many videos where I've made where people have complimented, you know, the music choice. And, you know, I wouldn't have watched mm -hmm. this if it wasn't for the music, you know. So <laughs> that's really been a, a huge part of it, which is great about TikTok because it allows you to, to do that. So, And also with TikTok, there's such a wide variety of content on it that, you know, you've got people who go up there and do you know, com comedic videos, you got people who do dance videos, and then you've got people who are making Iron Man suits in their lab. And it's just like, it's really awesome that way because you can pretty much share anything at this point and, you know, gain traction and gain follow a following just from that little platform. Yeah, it's it really is quite amazing. I mean, the fact that it just kind of broadcasts you worldwide, like, instantly. I mean, it's just... right. It's like people almost can't avoid you that way, you know, like they're, mm -hmm. you will end up somewhere in front of somebody and it's just like, um, you know, my second video I think now has, I think over 3 million views and I just wow. remember getting like a million views in, in one day when I first posted and I was like, holy, you know, mm -hmm. like how does, how is this even possible? And I mean, I mean, and my, my past knowledge about views, you know. I uploaded to YouTube and my top video had maybe like 150 views and that to me was right. like, oh, that's great, you know, but after time, you know, it didn't really satisfy me, but like a, a million views in one day, like what, <laughs> like how is it even possible? YouTube, you have to like click on the video in order to see it. And with TikTok, it's like, you can't not watch at least a few seconds of it. And so if you can hook people in those first few seconds, you can get, and obviously if you pop up on somebody's for you page, I've noticed this. You don't have to watch the whole video for them to get a view. As long as you watch even just a half a second of it, you get a view. So you are getting out to people, you know, and they don't and gaining traction and gaining more popularity uh, just from people not being able to avoid your videos, you know, yeah. they just pop up in their for you page and and they have to see it at least a second of it. So yeah, it's true. And uh, you know, the other part of it with TikTok is that you can check the analytics, so you can see, you know. Uh, how many followers you've gained, you know, who has shared a certain video and like seeing, you know, mm -hmm. 10,000 shares, it's like, that's already practically 10,000 views just right. like that, you know? Um, and it's just like, I mean, it just kind of just spreads out, you know? Um, and I try to implement, you know, YouTube and Instagram, um, in my bio, which has been great because that's, that has really helped out my Instagram. I've gained probably uh close to 800 followers in like five or six days so that's been wow. like just <laughs> i mean it's, it's just crazy i mean it's um yeah it's it's really wild so so i have a few fun questions written down because we have all this technical stuff we all have all this this great history um but which one's better dc or marvel help help me out here <laughs> uh, so I'm a huge Batman fan I am I really mm -hmm. am I love uh, and I will specify I love the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy that is just mm -hmm. I actually I've been watching it several times while I've been building the suit I just it's so it has such a good variety of actors the acting is great the music is good I mean every part of it is just amazing um, and it's like, I love Batman almost as much as I love Iron Man, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's just with Iron Man, you know, you have the robotics part of it, which is just like, you know, ah, you know, it just, that, that just gets me. Cause I love, 
you know, I'm, I have such a tech mind, you know, I'm very technical, I just, I love robotics and all that, so I'm like, you know, uh, Iron Man. Um, so, I love the consistency with Marvel, you know, I love how mm -hmm. they have just kind of, you know, the storyline and every movie kind of goes into the other movie and it just kind of weaves together, you know, um, whereas with DC, it's kind of, you know, this is there, that's there, this is over here, you know, that's way over there, you know, it's, it's kind of, so. It's a little spotty. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's very spotty. Um, and I just, add something that Marvel just nailed. I mean, they're, they're just so good with the consistency. Um, mm -hmm. I gotta say Marvel, but I really, really do love Batman. Have to say. Batman's awesome. I actually have, and I, I, I always bring this up. People who are listening to this probably who know me know that I bring this up because I, it's, I think it's really cool. Uh, I have a family flex. So in The Dark Knight, you know the scene where the angry mob is going to the, the news station, right? Because they're protesting the guy who is uh, like coming out as Bat, like pretending to be Batman, and the Joker's about to blow up the hospital. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So you get that angry mob scene. So... This was what? Oh my gosh! Like fifteen years ago now, the movie came out. My dad is an extra in that angry mob. Uh, really? So he is in that <laughs> in that movie for a half a second, and I think it's just like the coolest thing that my dad's in a Batman movie for just like a half a second. Oh, that's awesome! You blink and you miss it, but he's still there. Oh, that's yeah. so sick! Oh my god, that's awesome! Oh, that is great! Oh, that that's awesome! I wish I could be an extra in a movie. That, oh, that's sick. <laughs> It was listed on Craigslist as a movie called Rory's First Kiss, as some small movie that he had never heard of. And he's like, yeah, it'd be good to get some extra money. I'll go do that. And he got there and it was like, oh, <laughs> this is Batman. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. So, that's, wow. that's my family flex. That's awesome, dude. Holy crud. <laughs> I have another fun question about the suit. Will it be bulletproof? So actually, yeah. So that's a that's actually a humongous part of it. Um, the Mark One I've designed to be mostly BB proof, so .177 caliber proof. Um, the helmet is fully BB proof, and most of the chest is as well. I actually did testing on that in uh, I think two or three of my TikTok videos. Uh, but the suit itself as a whole is going to be designed, I, I think I'll definitely impl implement this in the Mark III, um, to be 22 mm -hmm. caliber proof, because that's, you know, the only other person I've seen that's made armor that's 22 caliber proof is Adam Savage, and he actually 3D printed <laughs> his own suit, uh, all out of metal parts, I think it's titanium, it's, it's a, I swear to God, it's some kind of titanium alloy, it's not like the actual gold titanium like an Iron Man, but it's a different kind of alloy. Uh, but it's very strong, holds up great. Um, he actually flown, he flew in it uh, with help of Gravity Inc. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he's the only other person I know that's made a bulletproof suit, which is definitely a huge goal because obviously the you know the the shell and the hull of the suit's a, a big part, you know, because um, like fighting bad guys, people shooting at you, you know, just it's like that's like you can't leave that out, you know. Um, right. So for what I do, I use steel. I use steel for basically almost every single part of the suit. I use mm -hmm. no plastic whatsoever. Um, the only plastic used is to hold the computer boards in the suit, and that's really it. 
Um, I mean, this suit is all metal strictly. I just, the only reason I use all metal is because it doesn't break, you know? You can't just, you know, right. drop it and have it just crack. And I, I just, I love that, you know? Um, it's heavy, yes, but I have ways of kind of going around the weight problem. Um, mm -hmm. I actually had somebody ask me, you know, hey, you know, how do you move around such a heavy suit? Well, I actually designed my own weight distribution system, which is, you <clears> know, evolved over, I'd say, four to five years of, you know, solid research and uh, problem solving. But um, it's actually held up pretty good. And um, I don't, you don't really feel it, to be quite honest. You really don't feel <clears> the weight of it. Um, unless you're like getting up off the ground from laying on your back, then you'll feel it. But I mean, if you're standing, you, you don't feel it um, really at all, actually. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's very, very comfy. I actually have it all interiorly, uh, interior padded, which is great. That way the metal doesn't, you know, cut me, which I've learned the hard way. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm I'm really really aiming for the most realistic Iron Man suit ever made. Um, that mm -hmm. is strictly my goal, and I will literally live the rest of my life probably probably doing that. So, <laughs> and then once you reach that goal, you can just uh, keep improving upon it and improving upon it, making it, you know, kind of maybe even going through the movies of going, okay, he improved this here in the next movie. You know, maybe I'll try and work on getting to that level of complexity. Exactly. Exactly. That's that. Yeah. With the weight, I'm assuming you'll have some sort of mechanical system in it that makes it so it can support its own weight. Yeah, so um, something that I really would love to do at some point, and this is probably, I'd say, three to five years down the road, is having this suit able to stand up on its own. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because obviously I can, able, I can have it propped against the wall. You know, I can have it hooked on the wall and all that, which is great. But at some point, you know, I'd love to actually... Um, and I'm pretty sure this is called Sentry Mode in the Iron Man, uh, in the Iron Man movies, where the suit would just, you know, stand on its own and just kind of, um, you know, like you could either walk around or it could just kind of stand there. I'd love to do that someday, but that's mm -hmm. much more complex than the current system that I have. So right. that's going to take a lot of funding and definitely a lot of research to do. Um, you know, a, a lot of the stuff that I want to do with the suit, unfortunately, has a huge price tag that goes with it. So. Um, I'm just kind of using what I got. You know, I have some amazing people that have supported me with the donations. That's been awesome. I think I'm at like $310 total, which is, I mean, I mean in like a month, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be using that money. I actually used some of it already. Um, it's weird. It like doesn't take it, out. like you can withdraw it, but it won't. I'm actually, that's actually another thing I've been kind of fighting with is the GoFundMe. I actually can't take out the money myself. I have to have my friend do it because I tr hmm. I had to like point him as a beneficiary because I couldn't take it out. So I'm going to have to rethink the donation system a little bit. Um, I had lots of people say, you know, do you do Venmo or Patreon? So I'm going to have to give that a look because I've had some problems with GoFundMe. Very, very strange, but hmm. yeah. And I'm, I can imagine, you know, even though you have all the support, you got tons of followers on TikTok and on Instagram and these places, it it must be difficult to get financial support because people are seeing this, and, you know, even though they're seeing this and going, oh, man, this is so cool, he's actually doing it. Um, I can imagine that a lot of people, there's still probably a lot of skeptical people who are all like, I don't know if I want to send him any money because they just don't fully understand the you know how much like this is actually going to happen the fact that this is actually going to become a reality and 
they, by kind of doubting the fact that it's going to become a reality, are making it less likely to become a reality because they're not, it's kind of complicated, but basically if somebody's like, eh, I don't know, you know, whatever, they're less likely to give money, which means that it's just going to fulfill their own skepticism. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, um, it's, it's really unfortunate, you know, because I can mm -hmm. have all the ideas that I want. I can have all the drawings, all the designs. I can think of it for a hundred years and plan it perfectly down in the last screw. But if I don't have money to build it and invest in parts, there's just no suit. It's just not right. possible. Unless, you know, you want to do what I'm doing now and make one out of scraps, which is, you know, that's all free, which is great. But, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's limited. And, you know, that's just, right. uh, that's just the sad truth. Um, you know, I don't have a junkyard kind of around me to go and get parts from. So I really do have to go out and, you know, buy um, the parts that I want to use for the, you know, new generation suits. Um, but, yeah, you know, I've tried kind of phrasing it in ways that, you know, people even just donated a dollar, you know, if mm -hmm. even a hundred people donate a dollar, hundred dollars, you know, it's, it's right. so, um, yeah, you know, that's another thing. Um, kind of like what you said is people kind of doubt that I'm actually doing it. So like, oh, I'm not going to put, you know, but it's like, you know, they're not really helping if they don't, you know, cause they'll never know. You right. Know? So, um, yeah, there's definitely, um, a very mixed, uh, mostly positive, but there are there are definitely some haters out there, <laughs> for sure. That's been very entertaining to watch, by the way. Um, you know, I, I didn't really have that much on YouTube because I didn't really have any views, but now since, you know, I have right. so many views and such a, you know, big following now, um, I get kind of a more diverse crowd, which is has also been interesting. <laughs> Um, you know, some people will be like, you know, oh, well, I bet, you know, that's just a flashlight, you know, it doesn't shoot like laser or anything. I'm like, hey, go watch a video 35, you know, it does shoot, right. like, you know, so, um, a lot of it is people just seeing like the posts as they scroll through and they don't even bother to check the bio, you know? Right. So it's like, you know, you, you gotta at least give me, you know, another clicks worth of, of time, you know, it's like, right. don't be so quick to judge because I may have already done it, so... So yeah, mm -hmm. it's interesting. And obviously, as you make more progress with the suit and as you make more progress with these different projects that you're working on, you're going to get more people who are going to be like, oh, it is actually a legitimate thing. And so you will probably pick up a lot more traction, you know, when it comes to financial donations, just from making progress yourself and making progress with what money and time and materials that you have. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what's pushed uh, the development for the Mark I, um, you know, because it's still going to look really cool once it's done. Don't get me wrong. Right. Right? It may be made out of scraps, but it's still going to look really freaking cool. I mean, you know, I'm going to have the arc reactor in there. It's going to have a flamethrower on it. I mean, it, it really will be awesome. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like that's all, you know, that's all for free. You know, this is these are parts I've collected for years that I've just had laying around that I've, you know... I actually tried making the Mark One last year in uh, my fort out in the woods to give myself kind of the true Tony Stark experience, um, <laughs> to really literally have like nothing to work with, but I ended up dumping it. I only recorded like I think twelve videos because the bugs were just so bad they were like eating me alive. So I just had to kind of abandon that, and I was like, ah, you know, maybe maybe some other time. But but yeah, I think um, I think the Mark One is really gonna. Um, gonna change a lot of people's minds you know people that 
mm-hmm. uh, doubt that I'm even actually making a suit, um, or people that you know just think it's kind of like for cosplay or whatever. Um, I think the Mark One will definitely turn some heads for sure once it's done. I I have a lot of faith in it. So yeah, it's it's looking really cool so far. Just it looks like it's coming along great. Thank you, thank you. It's very painful to wear. <laughs> oh, I'm sure with all the just because it's scraps, so it's just yeah. it's not perfectly cut and made the way you want it to. You just got to work with what you got. Yeah, I actually, um, I have an old leather jacket that actually Tony Stark also had to wear when he wore his Mark One. <laughs> so I actually wear that for whenever I'm wearing it because it's just, I mean, there's like there's like no weight distribution system. There's no like padding. Like it's just metal. It's just right. bare bone. <laughs> so that's. <laughs> Uh, that's definitely a huge challenge. Getting into it is probably the biggest obstacle, um, yeah, for the whole suit. So that's got to work on that. <laughs> well, awesome, man. It was uh, honestly great having you on, getting to talk and talk about this this massive project. Like this is a big deal, and down the line, once it's finished, once it's getting close as can be to the you know the original movies, I mean that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Maybe we can set up another interview when that comes along and you've got, you know, some, some, something that's like almost exactly like the, the movies. That'd be awesome to do. Yeah. Likewise. I, this has been great. You know, I, I, um, been kind of looking for a moment to kind of share, you know, the story and, you know, mm-hmm. my ambition for the future. So I'd love to, you know, look back on this podcast and be like, you know, Oh, that's you know, Mark one, you know, I'm at Mark like three now, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, you know, I've, uh, I, I definitely have big plans of this. I'd love to get more people to know about it. You know, I'd love to, you know, kind of share. I'm looking for, I'm always looking for opportunities to share the suit. So um, thank you as well mm-hmm. for having me on here. This has been great. It's awesome. Well, where, where can we find you? So you can find me on Instagram at techmaster underscore 2020. And you can also find me on YouTube as techmaster. And if you look up a $10 rocket launcher, you can, uh, find me as well <laughs> it'll just say tech master um and then on tiktok as well it's just tech master 2020 awesome awesome man well thanks for coming on uh it was a it was a pleasure talking to you hey thank you as well thanks for having me